0: Are you ready for an earful? In the dawning of a new day, the landscape of the entire world is changing. Nobody wants the fake, the shallow, or the non-relevant, unless, of course, you like playing games. The church is about meeting people where they are and showing them how to apply truths to get to where they know they are designed to be. That can be done playing games. Jasper and Alicia Williams welcome you to an encounter with truth that is sure to demand a response. Sit back, invite your spirit man front and center for a message that will give you a fresh take on life, God, and yourself. Get ready, get set, it's on.
1: I'm excited for three, three very clear reasons. First of all is that harvest does not come without rain. You will not reap in the field that you've sown unless rain comes and activates the seed that's in the ground. Here's the second reason why I'm I'm excited. But before I go to the second one, there have been many that have sown um, a number of seed. You have sown seed repeatedly uh, in the ground. You have repeatedly sown seed. The only way to reap continual harvest is to sow continual seed. And I believe that when the rain comes and starts, you will reap the harvest as you have sown diligently and continually. I'm excited. I'm excited because harvest is coming. The second reason why I'm excited is because if there has been a drought, there's nothing more refreshing to dry parched ground than when water falls on it. Do I have the right church? Or? that's fine, that's fine. Y'all gonna just listen to me preach to myself because there've been some dry places that, that if rain is coming, it's going to make some dry stuff wet. Here's the third reason why I'm excited. Because it rains on the whole field. The dream that she had. It wasn't just her getting wet. Or her neighbor. But she said in the dream. That the whole church. Was getting wet. Well, you just preach to your neighbor and look at your neighbor square in the eyes and say, neighbor, you sit next to the right, somebody. Because if it's raining on me and you sit next to me. See. There's some blessings that are contingent on who you're in covenant with. Um, So my wife got a $100 Houston's gift card for her birthday. alright some of y'all some of y'all didn't get that I'm gonna start over back that thing up some blessings are predicated on who you're in covenant with my wife got $100 Houston's gift card baby girl I mean boo told me she said I'm going to take you to dinner tonight.
0: What? What?
1: Don't you make me blush. The bill came because we're in covenant. She said, I'll take it. Because I'm in covenant with her. And we didn't eat up the whole hundred dollars because we didn't have them crumb snatchers with us. So after we tipped, after she tipped, she says, honey, we got enough to come back. If some stuff happens because we're in covenant with each other. But some of y'all know it's just good to be in the right place at the right time. Every mom that showed up last week, whether you were a member or not, got a rose. And 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 I believe that the season that our church is moving into is a season that's not just contingent on covenant, but because you're in the right crowd. Okay. All right. So three reasons why I'm excited I'm excited because harvest doesn't come without rain I'm excited number two because when there's drought there's nothing more better or there's nothing better um, than than when wet drops fall on a dry place and uh, reason number three is because when it rains it's gonna rain on the whole field Uh, not just me but me and you okay but but now this is why I'm nervous I'm nervous because some folk are gonna sit back and judge and have even been looking at the ceiling Talking about, I don't see the hole that God cut in in the ceiling. Because uh, some folk are going are gonna, to are gonna say that, you know, um, this ain't real. So, so I, I want to get everybody on the bus so we can make it to the next stop wet. You, 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 you need your Bible. I'm in Mark chapter 6. Mark chapter 6, Mark chapter 6. When you don't have faith, it can shut down the miraculous. Why don't you say that with me? If I don't have faith, I can shut down the miraculous. In Mark chapter 6, I'm in verse number 5. This is Jesus talking. Uh, Mark is giving commentary on the ministry of Jesus. And he says in verse 5, Now, he could do no mighty work there. Mark is talking about the son of God. Mark is saying that God himself couldn't do big stuff. That don't sound right, does it? Mm. But that's what the Bible says. Now, he could not do mighty work there except he laid hands on just a few sick people and healed them. In other words, it was more folk that were sick that were infirmed. He he only got a few when he could have got them all. Verse 6. And he marveled because of their unbelief. Then he went about the villages in a circuit teaching. So so because they didn't believe, it shut down the power of God for only a few folk to get wet. All right, okay, all right. So I'm going to get mine. I'm the few. I'm the few that's sick. You know, touch me, Jesus. Don't worry about these other jokers, these other non-believing folk. Mm-hmm. Do I have anybody here? You know, you, you worry about your neighbor, you know, you because know, if, if he don't touch the whole row if the whole row don't have enough faith, here I am, Jesus. Some of y'all even feel Baptist Pass me not. Oh gentle Savior, hear my humble cry. While on others, thou art calling. Look at that faith. Look at that faith. Look at that faith. Right right, right there. Look at that faith. Just just look at that faith. Somebody is expecting rain. Okay. All right. So go to Matthew chapter 13. Matthew chapter 13. I'm trying to raise your faith. I'm trying to raise your faith. I'm trying to raise your faith because the only way you're going to get wet is if you have faith to believe that rain is already fallen. Matthew chapter 13 verse number 58. Now he did not do many mighty works. Because of their unbelief. Pastor why, why, why are you talking about this? Why? Because, because you can shut down. The power of God. From flowing in your life. You can put up an invisible umbrella if you do not want God to fall on you. See, the lack of unbelief will shut down at best limit the power of God himself. And if you can't believe God for yourself, your neighbor needs your faith. If you, don't, if you can't believe God for yourself, Please don't let your neighbor not experience his power. Okay, Deuteronomy chapter 32. Deuteronomy chapter 32. Deuteronomy chapter 32. This is going to feel like a Bible study. Let me just go and tell y'all, but I want to grow you. I want to get you wet. I want to get you reaping a harvest. I want to get you out of a dry place. Deuteronomy chapter 32, and I'm in verse 30. How can one chase a thousand... And two put ten thousand to flight. Do, do, do you see that? Do you see how you, why your neighbor needs you? Mm-hmm. You can believe God. You can join your faith. It it, it looks like it's not math. It's it's um it's it's multiplication. Because if a thousand can put, if one can put a thousand to flight, two ought to be able to put two thousand to flight. Mm-mm. No, but there is an an increase exponential synergy that happens when I join my faith with your faith, because it doesn't say that one puts a thousand, two puts two thousand. It says that one can put a thousand. But if I hook up with you, two can put ten thousand. Trying, I'm trying to stimulate your faith. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to raise your faith. And without apology, I believe that God wants to send rain, and I believe that He wants you to reap the harvest that you've sown. I believe that increase is inevitable. I believe that God really does want you to live as the head and not the tail. Is there anybody here that believes the same thing? That that is what I believe God wants for me. If we're gonna build our expectation, it's got to be built in a solid context of truth. I learned that the prophetic only hangs on truth. I want, I want to declare rain, but, but you need to be ready to remember and find where it is. And I'm here today to make a demand on heaven. I'm, I'm here today To stand in my office and say, I ain't got to shout it. I might end up shouting it before it's over. But I'm here to stand up and declare, send the rain. And I can't wait to come back and report. I'm wet. Anybody who anybody with me, you ain't never made a declaration before in your life, you don't know what a declaration is, but you feel that thing, and, and, and you can join with me, and we can make a declaration and a demand on heaven. Why don't you just lift your hand? You can say it, you can shout it, you can hoop it, you can moan it, you can sing it. Send the rain. <laughs> This ain't for everybody, but I just need somebody to look in your future. I need somebody to see yourself on down, the ro- on down the road a little bit and now say, I'm wet, I'm wet, I'm wet, I'm wet. With boulder-sized raindrops, I'm wet, I'm wet, I'm wet. when we look at Scripture <clears throat> I don't think I'm gonna finish today um, few, few things when we look at Scripture um, that I that I see about rain here's the first thing rain produces something satisfying after you finish shouting and when the no leave and when you get home late on tonight get about wednesday tuesday tuesday evening and you start asking yourself now what did he say <laughs> the only reason you won't be able to go back and retrace the steps is because you, you you were sorry and didn't write down the scripture because i'm i'm building a biblical argument on 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 what what rain is um, here's the first thing um, that the bible says about rain is that it produces something satisfying Chapter 14, Acts chapter 14, and I'm looking at verse number 17. Acts chapter 14, verse number 17. Nevertheless, he did not leave himself without witness in that he did good. Gave us rain from heaven. How many know anything that come from heaven is satisfying? Gave us rain from heaven and... Mm -hmm. Mm. Um, rain produces something satisfying he he said he he gave us rain from heaven and fruitful seasons I, I, I like what the end of the verse says it says I got some in my hand and some in my heart Bible says filling our hearts with food I can't get up off the ground that high. And wait, hold on. Let me try this. Let me see. Let me see. Okay. All right. Well, y'all y'all get the point. Some of y'all know what it's like to lead a house? Come back with a whole bunch of bags and still feel sad. But then there are others of us that know what it's like to lead a house, do a whole lot of window shopping, and feel better than you did when you left. But I'm saying we're about to walk into a season where God's gonna put something in our hands and in our hearts. Oh, First thing I want you to know about rain is that it produces something satisfying. Here's the next thing. All right. Some people can't feel that because you have a past. Or you're not living right. Some, some, some folks some folk just trying not to look excited about rain coming because of what you did last night you still got that odor on you matter of fact you you hoping I don't look in your direction y'all ever heard that phrase sweating like a whore in church Touch your neighbors. and say, hey, we all going to get free. We all going to get free. And wet. With some soap. Many are saying that America is under judgment. Uh, prophecies about challenging times are starting to become front and center. Uh, just heard one, a major one, um, this past week. And this is consistent. Um, with the happenings in scripture um that whenever people walked away from god that they position themselves to be under judgment whenever people thumb their noses at god um, they qualify themselves to be judged and i and i just i just want to say that that whether it's as an individual whether it's as a group or whether it's as a country Whenever we start making wrong right. We make God our enemy. We cannot embrace abortion. And think that God is all right with that. We cannot redefine what marriage is. And think that God. Is all right with that. Whether it's. As an individual, whether it's as a group or an organization, or whether it is as a country, whenever we thumb our nose at God and say, I'm going to do this, whether you like it or not, we position ourselves to make God our enemy instead of working on our behalf. One of the most scary and heartbreaking passages of Scripture it's found in Judges chapter 17, verse 6. Don't turn there. But it says, and they did what was right in their own eyes. The same principle applies to individuals. Drought is a sign of judgment. And whenever you do not have harvest in your life, And are living under a closed heaven. One of two things. Either it's not the season for the rain. Or you have shut the heavens up. First Kings chapter number eight. First Kings chapter number eight. This is written by King Solomon. All right. Let's remind ourselves who King Solomon was. Uh. King Solomon was known for marrying a whole bunch of women and having a whole bunch of women on the side, a whole bunch of side side pieces. I mean, I mean he he he, he had them, I mean, he had he had women everywhere. Um most scholars say that the reason why Solomon had so many wives was because he was vertically integrating commerce. In other words, to make friends with that nation, he would take the daughters of the land, even though God said, don't do it, but because he was interested in commerce and establishing a political and economic power, he would take the daughters of that land and bring them as to be a part of his harem. And he would continue to do this and so now God was saying don't mess with them thoughts because they're going to turn your heart away from me. If your neighbor don't know what a thought is tell them after the benediction. Just tell them. Just tell them that after. Um, here, here's Solomon Oh. Well experienced. A ladies man. Queen Sheba came all the way. She 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 rode her camels. <laughs> you can reach me by railway. On the cross and then I don't care how you get here. Get here if you can. That's your need say pray for him, pray for him, pray for him, pray for him, pray for him. <laughs> she became just the experience. Solomon. And when she left, he put it down. So, something my friends say, so was it really like what they say? She said, girl, the half ain't never been told. Queen Sheba was the one that came up with the line. He rocked my world. S- stay with me. I'm going somewhere. S- so so we, got, we got Solomon. Who's experienced. We're going to read what, what Solomon said. In 1 Kings chapter 8. Long past the scripture. Y'all settle with me. Verse 22. Then Solomon stood before the altar of the Lord in the presence. That's how you start with rain. Ooh, y'all don't know when to shout. You miss your shout cue. It said, it said, it said, then Solomon stood before the altar of the Lord in the presence of all the assembly of Israel. Spread out his hands toward heaven. And said, Lord God of Israel. There is no God in heaven, above, on earth, below like you. What was that song they were saying we were singing earlier? Um, the, first, the first song. Um, he's what the first song that you, were, you kept, that you kept going back over. "Lord you're mighty." So God, Solomon Solomon said, "God that you're mighty, they're, they're, there's nobody. I don't care how I've been living. There's nobody. Um, Nobody like you, God, you're you're mighty, you're mighty in heaven, above heaven or on earth below. There's nobody like you, you who keep your covenant and are merciful with your servants who walk before you with all their hearts. Some, the one thing that some of y'all have left is that you still have a heart for God. In your sin, in your iniquity, in your rebellion, in your position, you still got a heart for God. Verse 24, you have kept what you promised, your servant David, my father. You have both spoken with your mouth and fulfilled it with your hand as it is this day. Skip down to verse number 26. And now I pray, O God of Israel, let your word come true, which you have spoken to your servant David, my father. In other words, Solomon is going on the fact that there's already a covenant in place. He he he's saying he's saying if it were just up to me you'd have no obligation but but you made a promise to my daddy you 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 made a promise okay but, uh. Uh, verse number 28 yet regard the prayer of your servant and his supplication O lord my god and listen to the cry and the prayer which your servant is praying before you today this is what i'm asking you god that your eyes may be open toward this temple night and day toward the place of which you said my name shall be there and you may hear the prayer which your servant makes towards this place verse 30 and may you hear the supplication of your servant i'm asking you for something god and your people israel i'm not just talking about me but i'm talking about my house i'm talking about my community i'm talking about my church i'm talking about everything i'm a part of when they pray towards this place here in heaven your dwelling place and when you hear Verse 33, when your people Israel are defeated before an enemy because they have sinned against you. See, some of you all continue to walk in failure because you're not partnering with God. I'm, I'm in the Bible. When your people Israel are defeated before an enemy, some battles we lose. Because we are walking in sin. When your people, Israel, are defeated before an enemy because they have sinned against you, and when they turn back to you and confess your name and pray and make supplication to you in this temple, then here in heaven, and forgive the sin of your people, Israel, and bring them back to the land which you gave their fathers. Can I tell you, it doesn't matter where you are. Satan wants you to think That you can't change. But the Bible says. All I got to do is turn back to him. And he's a loving father. He's a loving God. I don't know what happened to Quad. It's like the closer he got to fifth grade graduation. The more forgetful. The more boy he became. Just you know kind of like irresponsible and 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 forgetful and all right buddy do this and this y- you know you know in in march he was all right but man that boy i'm like did you did your brain leak out you know on your pillow last night is it in them curls and then am like we need to change the haircut or, or something so so you know i got tired of it i i i got tired of him forgetting and so I, I tell him to do something quiet, go do such and such you know, um, you know they put the mailers, you know, in, in the end of the driveway, and like when he get the trash and when he get the mail, he has to pick up the thing. And I'm like, all right, Quad, go back down there. You forgot it again today? Oh, I'm sorry, Dad. And he go back down, he pick it up. Quad, don't do that again. Tomorrow come, Quad, you forgot the mail again. Going back down there. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Dad. <laughs> then, then the day after come. What? and he lately he been leaving the door open I, my mama grew from the country and you know we get stuff thrown at us when we leave but an expensive close the door when you so i got this thing about the door being open in the summer it's like air get feet and run out <laughs> i keep telling this joker close the door behind you when you come in uh, dad i, I I'm, I'm sorry I told him one day, I said, you tell me you're sorry one more time. I don't want, sorry don't pay no bills around here. Sorry still got that little newspaper, at the thing. You know, you get so mad, you forget the basic nouns. Y'all know what he did, right? He came in the day after. It was still, still forgot the, the mailer. The door opened and his shoes in the middle floor. I said, come here. I said, I said, come here. He said, he said, Dad, I'm sorry. I'm I am sorry i i did not mean it. I ain't gonna do I'm Dad. Please. It's something about my son repenting. Oh my God! I, I, I wish I had. I, w- I wish I had some sons who you messed up not not just once. Some of y'all messed up more than twice. Some of y'all keep messing up over and over and over again. But every time you go to your daddy, your daddy, please. Am I preaching or am I preaching? Verse 34, I'm trying to get rain in your life. I'm trying to get rain in your life. Verse 34, you can't keep holding on to that sin. You know what sin I'm talking about too. Yeah, that one. Things that don't nobody know, I better just keep looking up. Let me look around this way for somebody. Somebody think I'm calling him that one. You know the one you keep asking for forgiveness for? Same one you were fasting over. You walked away from it for about three weeks. That one. Somebody say, read read the scriptures, Pastor. Read, just move on. I'm gonna reread verse 34. Then here in heaven, forgive the sin of your people and bring them back to the land which you gave their fathers. Mm. Bring them back to the land. There are some places that are waiting for you to come back to. Verse 36 Then here in heaven, and forgive the sin of your servants your people Israel that you may teach them the good way in which they should walk and hey see God won't send rain till you get that thing right with him and rain on your land which you've given to your people as an inheritance your sin has not disqualified you for the rain but your lack of repentance is holding back the rain and if you want me to preach some grace-filled message and say God understands you in the wrong church I'm the wrong man of God if his sin is sin I want you to experience the rain and the blessing of God and the only way he sends it is when you repent then he sends the rain That's so what the Bible says about rain that produces something satisfying. Some people can't feel that because you've been living wrong. Thank God for Solomon, the chief hole. Can I say that in church? I, well, I guess I just did. Y'all understand too. Here's the next thing the Bible says. She said, I'm an apostle to the people, right? <laughs> uh here, next thing. Here, here's the next thing. Next thing about rain. It's associated with a season. Zechariah chapter 10. Yep, that's a book in the Bible. Zechariah chapter 10, verse number 1. Ask the Lord for rain. The time of the latter rain. The Lord will make flashing clouds. He will give them showers of rain. Grass in the field for everyone. This becomes the themed scripture for where we are. If we ask and we've dealt with some areas and some places, and if the word is prophetic, and I believe it is, and it's for this house, then we can stand and make a demand on heaven. Lord, send the rain. Nobody got to tell you to barbecue on Memorial Day. No, 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 nobody, nobody has to tell you, take off work. Nobody got to tell you, go get a pedicure. If you're going to put your dogs in, in some sandals, you need some attention to your feet. what Zechariah 10 1 teaches us is that Memorial Day's coming yeah, yeah, yeah. you innately get a taste for ribs you got to start feeling it like, like going through your mouth I just need some folk that, that sense rain. That sense, sense God is opening up heaven. And that God, God is going to start sending out rain. And that he, he's going to moisturize some, some stuff. In that. And that my season is, and I sense it, I can't see it. it. It's still dry. But I know that something's about to... I I smell, I smell rain. I smell it. I don't see it yet. It ain't falling yet. But I, I smell rain in the air. God, send rain. Send. Can I just get a few folk that just look up toward heaven and say, send the rain, send the rain, send the rain. It, it, it's, it's this time, it's the season, it's the place and I'm the man. It's the time, it's the season, it's the place and I'm the man. Send the rain, it's the time, it's the season, it's the place. Lord, send the rain. can't go deep let me just go on his next thing about rain the harvest depends on it some of y'all are getting a revelation starting to see um, that that harvest is associated with your seed Just because you pay your tithe and give your offering don't mean it's your seed That's your obligation. It's your obligation to give God a dime out of every dollar. It's your obligation to give Him a little bit more. Some of you all even come into the revelation that it's your obligation to bless the man of God and the woman of God. But you haven't come into the obligation or the revelation that that there's power in your seed. And, and, And that my harvest is associated... Not only with the obedience of what my obligation is, but when there is a stirring on the inside. And I begin to sow seed that my harvest is associated with the seed that I sow. But you never get harvest if there's never any rain. Leviticus chapter 26 I'm finished I'm finished you shall not make idols verse 1 for yourselves neither carved image nor sacred pillar shall you rear up for yourselves nor shall you set up an engraved stone in your land to bow down to it some of y'all already know this pastor I got one God I only bow, bow knee to one God he's the king of kings he's the lord of lords says, for I am the Lord your God. Some of you don't need to repent of serving idols. He goes on to say in verse 2, You shall keep my, Sabbath, my Sabbaths and reverence my sanctuary. I am the Lord. Verse 3, here it is. If you walk in my statutes, God says, if you do what I tell you to do, you keep my commandments, and perform them. Hey. Give me verse 4. Put verse 4 up there. Hey. Leave verse 4 up there. Because, because verse, verse 1 says. I can't be worshiping idols. Uh, they, they, they say, I can't have no engraved stones. I, I, I know who my God is. I keep the sabbaths. I reverence the sanctuary. I obey in verse 3. I walk in your statutes and your commandments. I perform them then. Watch now. Then God says, when you've done all of that, then I will give you rain. In its season. Season. The land shall yield its produce. where you've been sowing. It's going to yield its produce. And the trees of the field. Shall yield. Their fruit. You know I really believe. I really believe that some of us. Will. Will only experience. Harvest. When we ask. After Quad's graduation on Friday, Jordan conned us into not going to class that day. I didn't want to go back. No way to pick up. We go out and celebrate and have a meal. and We sit in the car and, Daddy, can I drive home? I said, no. <laughs> she, she, she said, she said, she said, but dad, it's not, it's, not, it's not a whole lot of traffic out here. I said, no. <laughs> she said, daddy, can I just drive home from the Kroger? I said, God, dog, she's yeah. like, I hear his voice from the back seat. It comes from my son. It says, Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> <clears throat> Unannounced, I pull open the side. D-cell lane. My wife looks at me. She goes, you going to let her do it? Come on, bug. And she gets a smile on her face. She's trying not to let everybody see. She smiles. She's biting the lip. She clicks in. I said, you know what to do? She says, yes. uh, The one on the right is the gas. The one on the left is the brake. I'm not supposed to hit the gas or the brake really hard. I take the gear in the middle. and I put it in D. That means drive. Then I push this button down. That's the parking. This little lever over here to the right, that's my turning lane. I let people know that I'm moving left. When I push it down, I push it up to go right. She reaches up. She grabs the mirror. She puts the car in drive. She don't look in the rearview mirror. She says, here we go. I said, oh, wait, wait. Oh, oh, car coming, car coming, car coming. Made me give her the opportunity to drive what made her father give his child the opportunity to drive number one she got to grow up see some of your harvest is going to fund your next level of maturity But you'll never get it because you won't ask. All right, okay, all right. Next reason why I let it drive is because I got insurance. And if something goes wrong, it's covered. And last time I checked, my father owns everything. He owns a cattle. A thousand heels. So if I mess up, my daddy got insurance. Here's the next reason why I let her drive home because she's a good child, she's obedient. She might not like what I tell her to do, but she knows she better not give me no lip. She's a good girl, and some of y'all have been good with God. And all you gotta do is just ask God. I, I wish I had a few more folk here. Somebody just throw your hands up towards heaven and say, Let it rain, 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 let it rain on me. You, you a good God, you, you a good daddy, let it rain on me. I, I, I got one more thing to tell y'all. It was this little old country town, and they had been experiencing drought. All the farmers were going out of business, and their, and their crops were drying up. And all the bankers got real nervous at what was going on. So a preacher, a man of God said, we're going to have a prayer meeting on tomorrow night everybody showed up at church for the prayer meeting and there they were standing out on the front of the church and they look down the street and they see this person walking down the street that got on this funny-looking outfit and as they start seeing who that person is they said hold on that's Mother Jones wait a minute what does Mother Jones have Mother Jones got a little something on her head she got a little plastic cap on her head. Here come Mother Jones kicking up dirt because it hadn't rained in a while. Mother Jones got on this little rubber raincoat and when they get close enough, they say, Mother Jones, what's in your hand? Mother Jones said, I got an umbrella and some galoshes on my feet. They start laughing. They said, Mother Jones, but it ain't raining yet. Mother Jones said, Pastor, Pastor. You said we were going to pray for rain. Pastor, I just thought I dressed like it was going to rain because pastor, I just believe that if we ask God for rain, that God will. Do I have a witness here? If we ask God for rain, God will, let the rain come. Is there anybody here got bold enough faith to ask God? I don't have any witnesses in here. Let it rain. Rain in my finances. Rain in my marriage. Rain in my home. Rain in my spirit. Send the rain. Rain on me, rain on me, rain on me
0: Thank you for listening. What you just heard has the potential to change your world. Now it's up to you to walk it out. The first obstacle will be an excuse not to. Don't delay achieving your design destiny one day at a time. For more information on Jasper and Alicia, visit them at www.thechurchinfo.org. If you are ever in the Atlanta area, they'd love to make your acquaintance. Until later, onward and upward.